Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Paso Paso Podcast. My name is Miles, and today we have another wonderful guest, someone I speak with uh, very often offline through our shared work, but uh, we are happy to have her here today as our guest to learn more about all of the wonderful work she's doing here in Taos and beyond. Uh, Catherine, would you like to introduce yourself? Thanks so much, Miles. I'm Catherine Horsey, and I am the coordinator of the Taos School Zone, which is a collective impact initiative that is a special project of the Taos Community Foundation and also a member of the Paso Apaso Network. Thank you, Catherine. Um, I uh, know and I'm under the impression, and I know many other people are, that you work very hard and diligently um, now for many years and probably with a history far beyond, obviously, what I know. Um, on, uh, I would characterize it as, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, looking at the status of the schools and young people in Taos and trying to figure out how to be supportive of not only the individual experiences of those students, but of the school systems as a whole. Uh, is that one way that the general public who may not be as close to this work in meetings and such might be able to interpret uh, school zone in, in your efforts? I, I think that's fair to say. Um, and as a collective impact initiative, generally we don't have our own programs, but what we do is we bring together nonprofits and schools and teachers and um, folks um, to look at where the educational system is and where the gaps are and how those gaps can be filled, not necessarily by us, by the school zone, but by people working together. So one of the things that we are seem to be best known for is the Community Schools Initiative here in Taos County. There are currently four community schools and they follow the precept that you have to educate the whole child. You can't just focus on academics. And here in Taos County, where we have an awful lot of adverse childhood experiences, um, schools really need to provide wraparound services. And, and you've talked in the past about access to services. We've got a lot of great stuff going on here, but if people don't have access to the services, then they're not necessarily going to do any good. Um, so, for instance, if, if you have some awesome program, but you expect kids to come to you, they may not be able to do that. You know, they may not have the transportation. Their parents may not be able to bring them. Their parents may need childcare um, if they're going to be taking one child to um, to a, a program. And so, we have to recognize that we have to do more than just expect kids to show up at school and and learn. Um, yeah. So the Community Schools Initiative arose out of um, some meetings of nonprofit organizations here in town that we've been holding for, I was going to say a gazillion years, <laughs> but it's probably about four years. And um, we, we invited nonprofits that have services available for students, kids of you know school age. And we talked a lot about well, what are the impediments to you working with the schools and we learned a lot from that and we realized that one of the ways that we could help 
the nonprofits bring their resources into the schools was to begin this community schools initiative. So um, that community schools are about using existing resources. So we've got all these great resources in Tiles County, and we believe that we've pretty much got everything we need here. It's just a question of stepping out of our silos and working together, figuring out again where the gaps are and how we can collaborate to fill those gaps and get the services where they're needed. Well, you know, it, it's, a, it's um, I guess in layman's terms, I'd say that sounds like a lot of work. And I know that you you and others have been putting a lot of work in because this is a large, broad issue or series of issues that are all connected by, as you said, not only the experiences of families, but the many nonprofits or programs or um, support organizations or opportunities that are available to our community. Um, and I really appreciated what you shared about the idea that, uh, you know, if someone were to set up a program and they expect for kids to just show up at their door ready to go, that's not always how it works um, anywhere, and that's not always how it works, especially in Taos. Um, what has been the, uh, well, I know that there's been an evolution of the school zone with respect to its impact and work in Taos. You mentioned the community schools, which I, and I'm sure many others have already seen, uh, really positive outcomes from, especially, uh, Vista Grande and Enos and, and, uh, the ways in which the community is invited, um, to support the schools and the staff there. Um, where do you think things are going, um, and in, in, in with your work in the, in the school zone in the, in the coming uh, months to year? Right before the pandemic started, we began in earnest to uh, take on our collective impact initiative. And that is about bringing together early childhood folks, K through 12 folks and post-secondary career folks. So that would be, we'll, we'll talk about early childhood specifically because this is a PASO podcast. Um, so there are a lot of nonprofits who work in early childhood. There are a lot of providers of, uh, of uh, early childhood education. There are families. There are um, all sorts of folks who have an interest in early childhood education. So we are going to bring those folks together to talk about what, what are the shared goals that we can develop so frequently nonprofits and schools even talk about outputs how many people have we served instead of outcomes which is yeah we served 250 kids but then what happened and did anything really change as a result of that so in theory all of these early childhood people will get together we're going to look at data that's been collected over the last year or so about you know, where we are with early childhood education um, and figure out what else needs to be done. So how do we need to support the successful efforts? Um, how do we need to fill the gaps? And how do we make sure that these kinds of changes are sustainable over time? Um, you had uh, Tiwa Babies on one of your podcasts, and that's a great example of um, a wonderful program that works really well for the folks who take advantage of it. School Zone commissioned a sort of data gathering entity, the Center for Community Cooperation out of um, Las Cruces, to look at 
where we are in Taos County, or at least where we were before the pandemic started. And we learned from them that there is funding available for uh, home visiting, but not a lot of families take advantage of that. So one of the things that this early childhood education cohort might talk about is, okay, this is a, a great program. How do we support it? How do we make sure uh, that more families take advantage of it? Is it a question of they don't know about it? Is it a question of they can't get to it? Um, how do we expand those services to give access to everybody in the county. So that's the kind of thing we're thinking of. So that will happen in early childhood. It'll happen with K through 12 folks, and then it'll happen with post-secondary career folks. Cause you know, we got a lot of employers here who tend to think they're not getting skilled workers. Well, why is that? And what can we specifically do about that? And as people who work in early childhood, we understand that having a kid come out of school ready for a career or ready for college starts in early childhood. You can't start talking to a kid who's a senior in high school and go, okay, you need to do the following things. That groundwork has to be laid before the kid is five years old. So how do we help the employers understand how they can participate in sort of raising the whole level of the community so that we've got, you know, happy and successful and employed uh, folks. Mm -hmm. Wow, you shared so many important uh, points there. Um, things that stood out to me include uh, the way in which you and Taos School Zone, and to some extent um, others, including the Taos Community Foundation, have taken in the last few years and beyond um, that perspective and communication approach to, as you said, existing programs, nonprofits and such. Um, I don't want to say it's kind of a managerial thing, but I guess what I'm getting at is that outside perspective on the ways in which uh, people that want to support others through their work um, can bridge gaps, uh, move beyond to some extent their vision or mission. I think it's really easy for someone uh, in a nonprofit world to have to organizationally focus so much on what's what's your organization's vision or mission and then if people uh, want to expand in one way or another beyond that sometimes people will call it i think it's is it mission creep or things like that whereas sometimes it's actually positive uh in the ways in which it's not necessarily a, a funding pursuit but in a collaboration pursuit and it feels to me that that's something that you're really helping uh, those individuals uh, who represent those organizations pursue and become more aware of? It's hard work. Collaboration is harder than it sounds because you have to be willing to give up a little of your turf um, to, to be able to collaborate with other people. And sometimes you might have to give up a little funding. But on the other hand, sometimes you might get more funding because foundations and, and other donors are really looking to make sure that they get bang for their buck and just funding the same old things um, is not getting the job done. And so, you know, the community foundation here has grown a lot in the last few years and they are really focused on impact. It's like, tell us how your work will change the community. And, you know, we've experienced a fair amount of mission creep. It took Taos School Zone 
a while to sort of settle in. And what we learned was we had to listen to everybody. We had to listen to the teachers and to the schools and to the nonprofits to found, find out what was really necessary here in Taos, which is in many ways not other, not like other communities. And so we would get distracted by things like, you know, oh, the school district wants you to provide a turkey for every teacher at, at Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, that's a lovely thing. And we have done a lot of those kinds of things to support teachers, but it doesn't change the system. Yeah. It doesn't really have a long-term impact. And so we're looking for long-term impacts. Wow. Uh, well, I'm certainly uh, glad that you're doing this work. And um, I've seen things transform as a result of it. And um, it's it's probably a large part and certainly a part of the positive direction our community is going with respect to collaboration and outcomes, as you mentioned. In our last few minutes, are there any things you'd like for the general listening audience to know about your work or um, organization or, or anything that you'd like um, for them to do uh, to get involved or anything like that? I, you know, education is a community responsibility. And I think there are a lot of people here in Taos who would love to be involved to try and improve outcomes for, for Taos students. Um, but they don't necessarily understand how to do that, which I guess is your point. And so we, this study that we commissioned, which is the Taos County Education Snapshot, um, we are going to publish that in the Taos News over the summer. So there will be data about where we are as a community, but it will be wrapped in, here are programs that already exist in the community that you can support um, and ways that you can be involved. Because when you present data as an, oh, this school gets an F, well, that doesn't help. I mean, uh. it doesn't help anybody <laughs> because people don't know how to be involved. We've but if you that. say... We're trying to work on improving attendance rates, for example. Here's how you can help. That's what we're trying to do in a really understandable fashion so the community knows how, how they can be involved. Wonderful. So obviously those listening, keep an eye out for that uh, inclusion in an upcoming uh, paper uh, this summer, probably post-school year, in between school years. Um, and once again, Catherine, thanks so much for joining us today. And uh, beyond that, thank you so much for all of the hard work you're putting in on behalf of so many different aspects and people within our, our community and for the future of our community. Same to you, Miles, and thanks very much for having us.